And in fact, really what we're what we're doing is we're taking the emphasis off of, and, and now we'll quote President Oaks from a talk a long time ago, but we're taking the emphasis off of doing and putting it on becoming. And President Oaks had this great talk about the gospel of becoming back in like 2005 or something like that. But but it's this idea, what are you becoming? Are you becoming a love-filled person? And it does take some introspection. And, and, and so that's one of the things that we probably should be asking ourselves when we partake of the sacrament is, uh, have I been motivated by love this week? And if at some point you've been motivated by love, then you're, you're at least crossing the covenant path fairly often, right? And if you've been motivated by love quite a bit, then you're, you're probably fairly firmly on there. And we'll all have weeks where we barely crossed it. We'll all have weeks where we were on there pretty well the whole week. And that's that's the cycle of life. It's time for another episode of the Cultural Hall. You saw in the graphic for this episode. You looked at it in your pod fetcher before you clicked play. You recognize it. It is Carrie Mulestein coming back. Uh, it's the three-peat, Carrie. You can listen <laughs> to our original episode with Carrie, episode 407, or you want to get uh, some more about the Abrahamic Covenant, you can find out about that in episode 490. Uh, but we're grateful to have you back as we talk about uh, the covenant path, the sort of buzzwordy in the Nelson administration. No disrespect, obviously, but that's the yeah. time in which we're living in. But the, uh, the uh, buzzwordy covenant path, I want to get right into it. Uh, is is the covenant path in your determination different than the straight and narrow? Oh, great question. I, I think no. I mean, the straight and uh, we have this imagery of the straight and narrow path being something you enter at baptism and you enter the covenant path at baptism. So I think it's the same idea, just with an emphasis on making and keeping covenants, because that gives us better waypoints to see. Well, I don't know why President Nelson is doing it, in my opinion because it helps us with these waypoints to see what we're doing and, and it helps us access uh, some power. What, one of the things that I know um, sinners like myself, not like you, so let me attribute this only to so me. You're saying I'm a better sinner than you are? Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. <laughs> or fair. worse, determined by, for yourself. Yeah. Uh, but but a quote that, that I, I really like about Jay Gold and Kimball, and I think that it plays into uh, the culture which we exist in, is, you know, I... I and this is loosely quoted by Jay Golden Kimball, but he says, yeah. I've never walked the covenant path, but I've crossed over it enough times to know where it is. I think yeah. that it, it, in, in our day, in our age, when we focus on a straight and narrow or a covenant path, the, the thing that becomes dangerous for me is that I feel like we get that vision of there is a straight way. So anytime that I fall off that path, especially when we use like the example of like the mists of darkness and, you know, yeah. in, in Nephi's and Lehi's vision that then we're lost and we don't get the latitude to sort of meander a path of covenant. What say you? Yeah, it's, it's a great question. And I love that. Uh, and I, I, I know the, the quote you're talking about at the end. Uh, I've heard it said both that way and that I try to cross it as often as possible. That's kind of my my goal. Like as long as I'm crossing it fairly frequently, it's like water skiing. If I just keep going across the wake, I'm somewhere <laughs> there. Right. But um, uh, I think that you're right. So one thing is that we can feel like there's only one kind of person to be or mm -hmm. one, you know, uh, if we're different or we do things our own way that we're not on this this narrow path. I don't think that's the case at all. And I don't think that's what it's trying to indicate. Um, but you're right. One of the 
great difficulties that I think that we're facing uh, today, and especially say in the young adult and the, the youth group, but it's it's true for all age groups, is what we might call perfectionism. Yeah. And this idea that we need to be keeping all of this perfectly. And of course, that was never the idea, never possible. And, and one of the things I find really comforting when you uh, study the the long explications of the covenant that you have in the scriptures. So, you know, Genesis, uh, there's one in Leviticus 26, one in Deuteronomy 28 and, uh, through 30, and you got Abraham 1 and 2 and so on. But uh, especially these ones, the longest in, in Leviticus and Deuteronomy, it has, okay, here, here are the blessings you get when you keep the covenant. Here are the, and they use the word cursings. Uh, that uh, we might use, you know, the the reversals of blessings or whatever the bad stuff that happens, but because mm-hmm. uh, we hear cursings, we think Harry Potter or something like that, right? Avada <laughs> uh, Kedavra or whatever it is. But anyway, uh, um, it, it, so that's what happens when you don't keep the path. But that's always followed by okay. But when you don't keep the path, and then you want to come back, I'm always willing to accept you, and I'm always willing to give you the blessings. And I feel like as we've studied the Old Testament this year, and I'm having a great time because I feel like people are studying it more than they ever have. Sure. That's one of the messages that I think people are getting again and again and again, because it is probably the major message of the Old Testament. You're going to mess up plenty of times, but God is always pleading with you and ready to accept you back. And as soon as you're ready to turn to him and keep the covenant again, he's ready to be in the covenant keeping business with you. As often as you come back, he'll receive you. And so... None of us are going to keep it perfectly, and that's built into the covenant. That's why Christ came. He's the one who makes the covenant possible. He's the guarantor of the covenant. And uh, and so I think we can rest a little easier thinking of it that way, that uh, we're, we're, we're doing our best. We're striving, right? We're just, mm-hmm. we're just trying, and uh, that's built into the path. Yeah. I appreciate several things uh, which you just said. One, to reiterate, is that, um, you know, that, that Christ is what sort of makes this path possible in a way that it's not just like ah oh, well i did a thing wrong and uh now i'm i'm doomed it's over yeah. uh i wish i could have kept to that path a little bit better which i still think though uh in our day and age in our time um whether it's the language or culture that we sometimes use around these things um as we talk about other people or certainly about ourselves that that there are a lot of times that we I don't know if I would say that we outwardly forget Christ, but we miss the point of Christ within that because yeah. we think, oh, not sure, sure Christ for everybody else, but but not me because because yeah. it can't it can like you mentioned it can get really easy to get wrapped up into the the cursings the I have done bad I am so horrible yeah. it's too late too late for me. And I think we're harder on ourselves than others, partially, I'm sure there are a lot of reasons, but partially because we know ourselves so well and we know our intents, right? Mm-hmm. So we see someone else and they're doing maybe even similar things to us, but it seems like they're doing all the right things for all the right reasons. And we know we're doing some of the right things and sometimes it's not for the right reasons. And some of the wrong things we do, we do because we wanted to do wrong things, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so on. And so we're really hard on ourselves forgetting that Christ knows that. He knew that beforehand. It was all part of the plan. And I think it's also worth throwing in here uh, just something from President Nelson's last talk in, you know, Sunday morning session of General Conference. Uh, this notion that uh, while we're all always welcome to come back to the path, and that's part of why he and others are, are you know, talking about daily repentance and so on. Um, there is greater rest. The more we're on the path, 
the, the greater rest we have, right? So uh, again, it's that's not to make us feel guilty or feel hopeless, but it's it's the carrot, right? So the stick is is uh, kind of uh, worried about the cursings, but the carrot is that there is greater peace and rest uh, through these covenants, and there's greater access to God's mercy and power. And it's that mercy and and changing power that we need more than anything else. You know, when you were saying, you know, that there's some rest, I don't know why my mind sort of conjured this up, but for anyone who's ever biked before and you biked in a group of people, you sort of have that person that, and I know there's a term for it. And so if you know it, throw it in here, but there's a person that is at the front and they kind of take the brunt of the wind. Yeah. And, and everyone then, drafts behind. That's right? what it is. Drafting. You're drafting yeah. behind everyone. Uh is it safe to assume that that's kind of what I mean? We're not drafting, we're not coasting, certainly, but 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 almost well, you're not coasting that when you're riding path. that bike either. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. <laughs> fair enough. But yeah. uh, it, do you think that that's a fair kind of metaphor to be like that's maybe what the covenant path could be like, or to help us understand like we're surrounded by people that might make this an easy and not easy, it's never easy, but an but easier, easier, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I love your biking metaphor. So, yeah, I've done a, a little bit of, uh, of biking and uh, it's still hard yeah. when you're <laughs> when you're drafting and you're still a lot of work, but it is a, a bit easier and uh, both physically and, and mentally. There's this, you know, OK, I, I don't have to worry about this or this right now. I'm just staying here and I'm OK. And uh, I think that is the, the covenant uh, covenants and the covenant path do that for us, both because. We're surrounded by this covenant community, um, but also because we're we're linked or tied into uh, Christ and and have that assurance of that relationship and that peace and that power. So walking walking out my metaphor maybe a little bit more than would would we think in that in that would Christ be the sort of the the front and kind of for all of us to draft off of, or is that is that kind of an irreverent example? No, no, I, I like that example. I think it's Christ and uh, our relationship with him that is established through covenant. I think that's exactly right. And the, and the access to his his grace or his, his uh, mercy that uh, kind of you've heard President Nelson talk about this word, chesed, um, uh, our access to that through those covenants. So I want to tell you a story about a young Richie. This is like nine-year-old Richie. Uh, right. and it's pertinent to our conversation. So, so that's like 10 years ago. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm just that young guy. Thank you. I yeah. appreciate that. That is so far from the truth. I appreciate it. Especially they feeling real old. That's a thing for a different time. Uh, right after I got baptized, I remember everyone came to me and they're like, oh, now remember, you've got to repent so that you can be clean again. Right. You're baptized now. You made that promises with God. And you have to repent. And and I went to church, but I didn't know what how, how to repent. I knew I knew that I needed to repent. I knew that it was very important. I knew that it was, you know, what I even knew that it was what God wanted me to do. But I can remember countless times being like, uh, so is this repenting? Like I don't know. <laughs> I like I don't know what I'm doing. Right. How, how do I how do I know I'm forgiven? So I I want to take this to uh, our conversation. I think that cov the covenant path in a way could be that repentance for the young me. We all know we can kind of be walking, you know, we should be walking the path. What does that mean? 
We all know we should be making covenants. Maybe we get what that means, but maybe, you know, maybe we only get like a very surface level of it. So for those that um, that may be listening to our conversation and being like, yeah, I get it. This is so important. And also, I have no idea how to find this and how to do it. I, I would yeah. like to really, I don't think it's dumbing down our conversation, but I think no. it's just taking it from the very basic, like, what are we even talking about? I agree. And in fact, that's that's really why I wrote this this little book or booklet. It's it's kind of, I guess, on the verge of booklet or book. It's it's pretty short. Um and and I like what you said at the beginning. You know, this is a, a, a buzzword. And it's not a buzzword as in we're doing this because of public relations or we want to increase advertising. Right. But it is everyone has has uh caught on that our our prophet is telling us this is important. This concept is important. So we're hearing in general conference and state conference, all sorts of people talking about the covenant path. But as I've gone around and, and spoken and taught about the covenant, uh, well, I've gone around quite a bit lately. It's zoom more than it's actually going around ever since sure. COVID, but still sure. some of both. Uh, but I get, I, I, I really am convinced that a whole lot of great and knowledgeable and fantastic members of the church are saying, covenant path i kind of get what that means and i kind of don't yeah uh and uh so that's part of why in fact it's, it's interesting starting this book uh after uh not this last one that we just had in october but the uh the april of 2022 general conference mm -hmm. as it was going on i just i mean covenant path was mentioned so often and i just by the end of it i just had this strong feeling i need to write a book uh but it would be short so a really small booklet on what is the covenant path and so, interestingly, I'm getting on my computer to write uh, a covenant and say, hey, I have this idea for this little booklet I'd like to do. And I get an email from them that says, hey, we'd, we'd really like <laughs> someone to write a, a little booklet helping people figure out how to find the blessings that President Nelson asked us to find that are promised to Israel uh, uh, that you find as you're on the covenant path. And I was like, oh, well, let's let's yeah. do these together. Let's put them together. They, they, they naturally go together. And so um, but that's the, the reason I wrote this is and I think it's. It's simpler than we often think it is, um, and yet it, it encompasses all of life. So that's that's the tricky part, right? Yeah. Um, Let, let's uh, let's take a break, and I want to get right to it. Like, who who is it that's on the covenant path? How do we? Is it a starting point? Are we not on the covenant path until a certain thing occurs, or what does that look like? We'll get back into that, and we'll come back and do that in the second block of the cultural hall. <laughs> bestdjinutah.com is a website that you need to go to if you would like to party with me. Now, just because it says Utah as part of the URL does not mean that it has to be in the state of Utah. I've traveled to such illustrious places as Wyoming, Nevada, Texas, Washington, and others, Idaho as well. If uh, if you're having an event and you think, you know what, I would love the energy, the charisma that is Richie uh, to be able to bless the event. I don't know why I said bless. You can hit me up, bestdjinutah.com. Maybe you, you yourself are getting married or has been the case multiple times this year. You are the apparent not a parent, just the parent, uh, or one of the parents, because there's multiple parents. I'm getting distracted. You are one of the parents of the bride or groom, and you think, Richie would be great to be at this event. You can hit me up, bestdjinutah.com. Be sure that you mentioned uh, that you hear it on the cultural hall. I may, in fact, even get you a little bit of a discount. 
Who knows? We'll see how I feel that day. It's bestdjinutah.com. Hi, friends. Dan the Laptop Man here from PC Laptops. Our lifetime service guarantee has become the most trusted warranty in the industry. You can get a brand new PC Laptops desktop computer, and they start at only $29 a month. Check us out at PCLaptops.com. Here in the second block of the Cultural Hall, remember you can become a Patreon saint of the Cultural Hall. You go to patreon.com forward slash the Cultural Hall. Uh, where you can put some money towards uh, what, what what we do here. We'd love for you to do it. Uh, it helps us to feel incentivized to continue to do it. And I know that there are some other products that have been out there that have now uh, ceased to continue because they weren't getting the monetary support uh, that they needed to be uh, to feel like it was worth it. So I'm being vague intentionally because I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. But if you'd like the cultural hall to continue, patreon.com forward slash the cultural hall remember you get to see the uh, videos from all these interviews that's a special perk of that and you get easy access to our more than 600 episodes of the cultural hall that we've done so check that out patreon.com forward slash the cultural hall uh carrie in the break Wait, i uh, have to interrupt and just say yeah. that's impre- 600 episodes that's impressive that's thank really you very much uh i'm thinking that this will be right near episode 650 so Wow. Uh, so good for you for being three of those for crying out loud. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, that's that's impressive. There's only one person who's been on more than you, uh, and that's oh. Al Caraway, if you know who she is. Uh, uh, but it does make me question your judgment. Just yeah. Well, I'm a sucker for a pretty face, Carrie. That's all that is. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> doesn't explain this. But anyway, yeah, yeah, no, it doesn't explain this at all. But I am a sucker for a pretty face. <laughs> Uh, in the break, Carrie and I were talking about kind of the uh, the um, popularization of um, the Covenant Path. And for those that uh, would appreciate this example, we were talking about how kind of the Covenant Path, at least to me, feels like the old Captain Tuttle episode of MASH. I'm not going to explain it except to say um, it, it it just seems like there are a lot of people who may be like, yeah, the Covenant Path. I know the Covenant Path. I completely understand it, and 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 maybe they don't at all understand it. So, to you yeah. mash lovers, there's a nugget to everyone else who doesn't know what I'm even talking about. I don't care. Let's move <laughs> on. Uh, so, so Carrie, uh, the Covenant Path. Um, is this something uh, that we all are on? Is this just members of the church? Do we begin the Covenant Path at baptism? What is the Covenant Path? Yeah, it's a great question. I think sometimes we mystify it a little too much. It's like I said, it's a little more simple in some ways than we think. It's that we do enter at a baptism. You you become part of the covenant and uh, the Abrahamic covenant, the new and everlasting covenant, whatever you'd like to call it. We'll refer people back to that other episode you mentioned that I did with you about the Abrahamic covenant. Um, And then you really, if you are working towards so let's say when you first get baptized, if you're working towards your next set of covenants, which is to go to the temple, and then after that to go, be sealed in the temple. If you're working towards that next set of covenants and you're you're striving, that's the temple recommend word for it, right? Mm-hmm. Not being perfect, but you're striving to, to do those things that will make it so you can go in and make those covenants and avoiding the things that would make us so you can't. Then you're on the covenant path. And as we said, you'll you'll go off it and you'll come back on it. Um, once you've made those covenants, then really, you know, you're on the covenant path. Well, I'm going to kind of give the simpler thing, and then I'm going to give the little bit larger thing. Please. Uh, you know, you're on the covenant path if you're staying worthy to go back. And we don't really renew the covenants in the temple, but we we make them for people who have passed on, but we can renew them in our mind. 
Um, and we do actually renew them in the sacrament. When you were talking about repenting, that's the first place I thought of as well. You know, after you're baptized, when you are taking of the sacrament and uh, I mean, hopefully every day, but at least then we're stopping and thinking, am I, I probably messed up this week. And sometimes I don't even remember exactly how I messed up or something, but I, I, I know I could have done better. Uh, I can often think of a couple of things. I wish I, you know, I wish I would have been more kind here or something along those lines, or I didn't even think to thank you here or whatever else it is. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and just say, I'm trying, please, uh, please renew this covenant and, and forgive me and sanctify me. And if we're, if we're in that kind of a state, then we're really on the covenant path. Now, the thing that I worry, and this goes back to that perfectionist thing we talked about, I worry that sometimes the covenant path becomes a to-do list. Mm-hmm. Um, and and my wife will be unhappy with me because she loves to-do lists and she doesn't like it when people give to-do lists a bad name. But <laughs> but I'm not talking about, you know, yeah, make a list of all the things you have to get done today. I have no sure. problem with that. But if you're saying, I'm going to be exalted, which is the ultimate blessing of the, the covenant promises, right? So the mm-hmm. end of the covenant path is exaltation. Uh, I'm going to do that by doing this and this and this and this. That, that's not going to work. First of all, none of us can do it. Uh, that's why we need Christ. Uh, second, it puts our focus on the wrong thing. So if we come back to what the covenant is, we understand if we're on the covenant path best, if we remember what the covenant really is. And so just quick summary of what we talked about more at length last time, although I understand it even more now, having had, uh, you know, read some of what President Nelson has, has said, uh, as he's even uh, kind of cited my book and doing it, or, or other people that have been working on this, and we're coming to a better understanding that the core essence of the covenant is having a deeper and closer relationship with God first and then with each other second, which should sound a lot like the two great commandments, right? Yeah. That's that's what it's about, loving God and loving each other. So I would say we should forget about our to-do lists and focus on loving God and loving each other. Now, that naturally generates a lot of things we want to do. Mm-hmm. And if that becomes a list, you're like, okay. I love my neighbor, like maybe literally my neighbor, and I know they're having a hard time. So today I've got on my to-do list to go help them pull their weeds mm-hmm. or something like that, right? Okay, that kind of to-do list, fine. But it's it's generated not because you're trying to do everything right, but because you love them. Mm-hmm. Or you're you're reading your scriptures and you're praying. Maybe some days, well, we're all going to have some days where we're doing that because we know that's what we need to do. But hopefully for the most part, it's because you love God. And you want to commune with him, right? That's a natural part of loving someone is communing. That's that's what we hate about long distance relationships or whatever else, right? When right. we love someone, we want to commune with them. So if you love God, you want to commune with him. You want to find out what he's saying to you. You want to make him happy. He's making you happy. And that's a that's a much better barometer, I think, of whether we're on the covenant path than did I did I get my ministering done. See, <laughs> you'll still minister because you love those people and you love right. God. Right. But but we're not asking, did I get my ministering done? Um, did I get my wheat put up in the fruit room, right, or whatever else? <laughs> um, we're, we're saying, man, I, I love God so much. And that love just motivates you to do stuff, just like it does when you fall in love with someone, right? You, you just want to do things because you're in love with that person. Yeah, That's, I think, the, the best barometer for whether or not we're on the covenant path. But I, but I think that that's harder. Uh, it, that, that, that's the part that, I'm saying. It's that, than a checklist. I think it's harder than a checklist because I think that people can look at a checklist I, I, uh, and go, 
am I checking the boxes of the particular things? And they don't have to take that moment of, of self-reflection and yeah. really like listen to God and whether or not God is directing them to do the thing. Like I, I, to me, I, I feel like that is um, far more the reason why president Nelson. And again, I'm not ascribing to his words that I know because he is the prophet and I am just, you know, uh, a guy in a yeah, pew. Richie. Yeah, yeah. I'm just a guy on the back row. My name is Richie. Uh, yeah. But um, I think, I think that he's saying guys, let let's make this a little bit more because it needs to mean more individually than just I checked boxes. Carrie, did you check the boxes? Yeah, I checked <laughs> yeah. the boxes. How many I boxes agree. you got left till we're done? Well, I got three. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Well, get yeah. to them. I, I agree. This this requires a lot more introspection. And in fact, really what we're what we're doing is we're taking the emphasis off of and, and now we'll quote President Oaks from a talk a long time ago, but we're taking the emphasis off of doing. And putting it on becoming, mm-hmm. right? And President and Oaks had this great talk about the gospel of becoming back in like 2005 or something like that. But, but it's this idea: what are you becoming? Are you becoming a love-filled person? And it does take some introspection. And 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 so that's one of the things that we probably should be asking ourselves when we partake of the sacrament: is uh, have I been motivated by love this week? And if at some point you've been motivated by love. Uh, then you're you're at least crossing the covenant path fairly often, right? And if you've been motivated by love quite a bit, then you're you're probably fairly firmly on there. And we'll all have weeks where we barely crossed it, and we'll all have weeks where we were on there pretty well the whole week. And that's that's the cycle of life, right? Mm-hmm. We're 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 in the midst of that. But you're right that because the focus is on what we are, not what we do. Uh, it requires uh, more effort in some way, but in the end, it's it's much more peaceful and restful. It takes away this uh, kind of paranoia and uh, anxiety about am I doing enough? Right? Mm-hmm. Now you can have paranoia and anxiety about am I am I enough? Am I being enough? Mm-hmm. But that's where we have to remember Christ. Right? The mm-hmm. idea is if we're trying, if we're loving, Christ will make us what we need to be eventually. Uh, yeah. That's helpful. Do you feel like uh, where some of the, the natural um, maybe sort of sifting is occurring is is within that the having to look introspectively and there are people who were like, listen, I'm all in. If it's seeing the people one time a month and paying the this much this way and and they could really connect to something like that. And now it feels like the church is like. And the prophet is pushing, like, have that personal relationship and and walk in the way that 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 God directs you. Do you feel like that is is a, a natural sifting for some people to be like, I don't know. I don't get it. I'm out. I think both because for some people it's I don't know. I don't get it. And for some people, because when they look inside, they have this question, am I enough? Mm. Again, not turning to Christ uh, in those moments, but just turning to themselves and that that am I enough? is a, a paralyzing and uh, just uh, not beyond paralyzing. Like it, it's, it's a, a killing question for some people because let's be clear, none of us are enough on our own, uh, but we're all more than enough with Christ because we're enough to Christ because he loves us. Right. And to the father, because he loves us. Uh, but I think that's where a lot of the pain point is for a lot of people is they feel like they're not enough uh, for getting Christ. And, and so that, that brings up kind of the other, part of the book. And, and maybe I can just share this. I hadn't thought of doing this before, but um, this is a fairly personal story for me. But 
Uh, yesterday happened to be the day where I, I spent like three and a half hours, um, maybe it's only two and a half hours, something like that, uh, recording the audiobook. right? It doesn't take that long to actually read, but the guy who uh, Covenant has you do it with is really good, but he makes you repeat things again and again. So you <laughs> it right. Uh, anyway, um, and and a part of this book is trying to teach people how to recognize the blessings promised to Israel because President Nelson asked us to do that. And it has some lists like, OK, if you go through this chapter, what are some of the blessings you see? If you're looking for this phrase, what are some of the blessings you see? And then just overall, here are some of the blessings promised. And yesterday, because of some uh, tough things, some uh, members of my family are going through. I was having one of the worst days of my life. Oh, it was a hard. Uh, well, uh, thank you. I mean, it was just a hard, hard day because of seeing someone else suffer. And wondering how they were going to do, uh, how they would come out of it, what my role was, and so on. And it was a hard day, and and uh, but I had to go keep this appointment, right? Yeah. And by the end of reading that list that I had created, but the the list of blessings that God promises, it was a great day. Mm-hmm. I felt so much peace and so much assurance because I was amazed, even though I've figured it out already several times as I was creating these lists and going through and looking at patterns in the scriptures and, and so on. Uh, I already knew it, but to see again, how often God says, I will take care of this for you. It's going to work out. Okay. In the end, however often you mess up, it's fine. However, uh, however many struggles and trials and things come upon you, I will take care of it. I will redeem you. I will protect you. It works out fine in the end. And I was overwhelmed with how often that is promised. And it took me from a day where I felt like I don't know what to do to a day where I felt like I don't really have to worry that much about what to do. Yeah, I need to ask God, okay, what's my next step? And that's often the question. What's my next step? Just tell me my next step, right? But I didn't have to worry about it because I knew both God was both willing and able to take care of it. And I don't know his timetable. I don't know how. I just know he will. And that, when I needed comfort and peace, uh, seeing those blessings provided me with comfort and peace. So if if we take this, uh, uh, this path walking very literally, uh, I, I want to pack a pack for walking mm-hmm. the path. And, <laughs> and I want you to tell me what to pack, but I want to give you this caveat. Um, because I feel like there are very like basic things that, that I would probably want within my pack, but then I, I hope that we could also get into, if you've ever been backpacking with someone who has done extensive backpacking and they have like the mole skin and yeah. the, you know, the, all, all the, like the, um, what do you call that stuff? Like the anti-chafing stuff, like the stuff yeah. that you wouldn't maybe consider yeah, but they have thought ahead because they have been there. I would love to know what we can do. Uh, maybe we do the like these are the essentials for the path, and then we take a break and we come back and we go. And then maybe here's some you know some uh, things that we can gain from the scriptures or these these extra things, not extra things, but like um like uh like pro tips as far as walking the path like what is this <laughs> taking this to a, an extra level like what what does that look like how can that how can that kind of help us so what are basics what are we basically needing for walking the covenant path uh, I, I love this question so before i answer that, i'll just say actually part of my idea for how to explain things in this came to me 
when I was leading a bunch of uh, young men to King's Peak, which is the highest peak in Utah. Yeah. Right? And so we're on a pretty serious hike and we start it really early in the morning because the weather is always terrible up in the afternoon. So we <laughs> want to get up there and get back before mm-hmm. the lightning comes. Um, so the first part of the hike was in the dark. Right. And I started to think about, uh, well, I actually, when they had a rest, they were just tired and we needed a rest and it was still dark. I, 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 it just came to me, this idea of, of something I needed to teach them. And, and uh, so I'd say the basic thing is GPS. Uh, that's the, when you're in a pack, you need GPS. Right. And, and, and I think my my young men were getting kind of tired. I was leading the group and, and uh, we started the dark and there are all sorts of trails from where we went on that you could go this way or that way or this way. And so like every five minutes I say, stop, I got to check. Are we still on the path? Okay, we are. Let's keep going. Mm-hmm. We didn't have to check that so much when we were in the light, but when we're in the dark, we needed to, which I find is an ironic thing that most often when people are spiritually or emotionally are in the dark, that's exactly when they stop checking their spiritual GPS. Mm-hmm. They don't feel like checking it then. Uh, and so they stop, but that's when they have to. So if our spiritual GPS is going to be a couple of things. I think the scriptures are probably number one. Um scriptures well number one is the holy ghost okay but scriptures and and prayer and listening to the prophets give you the information for the holy ghost to guide you specifically where to go on the path so those are your your basics you need to be checking with the scriptures uh checking with uh the the brethren today or then the sisters that lead the church are our, our, our prophetic leadership and uh just asking yourself how am i doing in keeping on that, but uh, but if you just have them, so if you, that, if you just have them, that's like having the map, mm-hmm. and the Holy Ghost is what gives you the satellite connection to tell you where you are in relation to the map, right? And so those are really the keys. I would say that's the basics. You need to have the the Spirit interacting with you as you listen to ancient and modern prophets. So specifically, let me ask about you because you are a professional at your journey. Are th- is it? Like when you go to look for, uh, you know, those cues and clues from the leaders of the church, the men and women who guide us now, like, are you going into your gospel app and you're being like covenant path or are you like, uh, you know, searching like frustration or overwhelm, like how, <laughs> how you, you know, in those kind of checkpoints, like what, what are you literally doing to access whatever that is? A couple of different ways. I mean, for me, the most frequent one is I'm just listening to our last general conference fairly frequently, right? Like just a podcast whatever. just on your phone? How do you? Just on my phone. Yeah. Okay. I just listen to it on my phone. Uh, also, like when I'm making breakfast or uh, sometimes I wake up early and I'd like to not be awake yet. So I listen to <laughs> it or whatever else. Right. And mm-hmm. sometimes I'm sick of whatever's on the radio. And I, I actually, I, I'm trying more and more to make that my first choice, not my second choice to listen sure. to that or, or to some podcasts. I do have podcasts. I listen to uh, like the cultural, there's some good podcasts. Whoop, there, right? so, yep. Um, but, but every now and then, like I have been, I'd say in the last week, as we've been having some uh, kind of uh, health and other struggles with uh, people who are very close to me, I've been looking for what are what are some of the talks that have addressed that hmm. um, and have found some real answers to prayers in that as well. Um, I don't know exactly how they play out yet, but I found some things where I was like, I was so guided to listen to this today. That is exactly the answer that I need. I'm not sure how to implement it yet, but but that's what I need. And so there are times I'm searching for topics and times I'm just listening to whatever they've said. And I think you need some of both because it 
what we don't want is to be cherry pickers, right? We don't want to sure. say, okay, I'm only listening to talks that are about this and I'm ignoring everything else. In fact, one of the things that I would say I've been struck uh, in the last few weeks in Come Follow Me is how often we've had prophets that are saying, and ancient prophets that are saying, yeah, you don't like us to prophesy when we tell you stuff you don't want to hear. <laughs> done us, don't prophesy, stop, shut up, right? Right, right. Um, and and uh, probably you've, uh, uh, people who've had uh, teenagers have experienced the same thing. When you're telling a teenager something they don't want to hear, they're like, no, stop, shut up, don't want to listen yeah. anymore. You're like, that's because this is what you need to hear, right? So uh, I, I, I like searching topically. I like searching for specific things, but I also feel like I need to listen to everything they were just saying in the last one so that I don't end up saying I'm only listening to the stuff I like. Um, so that's one of the ways that I personally do it. Um, and the same thing with scriptures. I'm trying to read my way through the scriptures and, and stay fairly consistent with the Book of Mormon. But I also find here's a topic I want to pursue. Here's an, uh, a pattern I want to look at. So I have to do some of both. And sometimes like family scripture study will be the working through methodically and personal will be looking at topics or it can take a lot of different forms. Something that strikes me as you were talking to, and this has been a lot on my mind recently, being in a new ward, uh, having a new you know neighborhood and all that stuff. But the the value of other people and or community, yeah. whether that is your literal ward or just the people whom are in your life, um, do you think that that's more of like that's the essentials as far as what you're packing, or is that sort of a is that sort of a next level? Is that is that a moleskin uh, as we're hiking? That's a great question. So I've actually, since you first brought up that metaphor, I've changed my mind five times on whether <laughs> I would say everyone else was the moleskin or the essential. And I think it's probably both, right? We have to recognize, and this is one thing that the covenant makes really clear, you can't be saved on your own. We don't espouse being a hermit out in the desert because just sitting there communing with God is not going to help you become what you need to become. You have to be full of love of God and of others mm -hmm. and go and do things for others. So there's an element of loving others that is um, essential. And this is probably true of, of loving God also. So that communion with God, there's an element of them that's the essential. And there's an element of that that is the moleskin and uh, and the chafing cream. Um, and and wh where that level is, is going to be different for everyone. But I think that we'll start to sense a time when we kind of think less of ourselves and more of others. So the basic element is we're all with each other. We're helping each other. We're taking care of each other. Maybe I'll, I'll give an example of what I think can be the next level up. So this is an experience I had also this, this last week on Saturday, happened to be listening to, uh, I have a brother-in-law who's, uh, Part of this group called Toastmasters, where they're trying to, to learn. Sure. To be it's like better people, speakers. yeah, better speakers come together in yeah. the community. Anybody can be a part of it. Some yeah. people are really great speakers. Other people are not so great, but they're yeah. they're all there to try and be better. That's exactly right. And he's he's a great speaker, but he was he's trying to be better. And um and he he put up something. It was a quote, but it was a quote from himself, I believe. It's something that that he he made up that struck me at, profoundly as the next level for me. So I've I've had a number of conversations with some people. Uh, friends and so on, where we've said, you know, when you're around this person, I don't know how he does it, but he makes you feel like you're the only person that really matters when you're with him. Mm -hmm. And that even though he's famous and he's, he's meeting a hundred people tonight or whatever else, when you talk with him, you feel like you really matter to him. And I, I thought, I don't know how to do that. And I, I can sense it's because they truly honestly love you, but I don't know how to get to that level. Right. Mm -hmm. And this is what he said. He said, um, what you need to do is stop worrying 
about what someone else thinks about you and worry about what does that person think about themselves when they're with you. Mm. And I thought, you know, if that is my focus, wanting them to feel valued, good, uplifted, if that's my focus, then I really am stopping to think about that. For me personally, at least I can see that's my next level up, right? That's uh, maybe now we're using video game terminology, but we're going to level up. We're going to, that's going to be the, the, the moleskin or whatever else, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, For me to say, okay, I'm taking my ability to love others to another level. And, and we have to have the same kind of thing with uh, our relationship with God as well. So for me, one of the things that really helped was president Nelson's talk where he said, you need to, he said, if you're making, if, if you're getting most of your information from social and other media, uh, then you're going to be deceived. And I can't remember what else. But then he said, make more time for Christ. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I stopped and looked at it. And I thought, you know what? I'm like one of the biggest news junkies I know. I, I wake up. First thing I do in the morning is I'm checking uh, all these different uh, app, news apps. I'm listening sure. to news uh, while I'm making the breakfast. I'm listening to news in the car. Uh, I'm, you know, the KSL radio is my best friend or whatever else. Mm-hmm. I mean, just mm-hmm. always uh, in the news. And I th- I can cut back on that. I don't need that much of that. Uh, I can cut back on that and do some of these things that we were just talking about. Some of these are new habits for me to start to listen to different podcasts that will uplift me, to listen to general conference more. Um, I, I got the, uh, I'm, a, I'm a cheapskate like you wouldn't believe, but I got the, uh, <laughs> uh, what is it, the Deseret Plus app. So that yeah, I could book show. To, yeah, yeah, book show. Yeah, so I can yeah. listen to talks like I've been listening to talks by Elder Bednar and, and Elder Anderson and Elder Renlund and so on. Uh, I'm just trying to replace some of, of the, because I'm the kind of guy that always wants information coming in on me. And I have sure. to also work to make time to be peaceful and so on. But but I've, I'm trying to make more time for Christ. And I've felt uh, my love for God leveling up, right? Mm. So that's that next stage that is the moleskin. So that's the interesting thing is that it always comes back to those things, loving God, loving each other. And what form that is and where we're at will depend on whether we've got the, the basics, the GPS and the water. Water would be basic, right? Uh, GPS and water or whether we've got the moleskin and the chafing cream and the, the uh, trekking pole. Um, and so it's, it's uh, I, in fact, one of the things I describe in the book is that really we're in a spiral. The covenant path could be described as spiral because you start one thing and it leads to another. And I, so I've got like this list of 10 things I didn't start out to create 10 things, but as I was just thinking about the covenant and in some ways, this is taking some ideas that when I wrote that book before uh, God will prevail that we visited about before. And now I've had like three or two or three years of talking about that, talking with other people about it, teaching, getting feedback from them, you know, president Nelson uh, interacting with that topic and so on. And I feel like I understand it even better. Mm-hmm. And so as I was kind of trying to piece through, here's how that path would work in my life. I thought, oh, there's this spiral and you do, this and it leads to this and that and leads to that and that leads to that and now you're back in the spiral and hopefully you're going up right you can spiral down too so hopefully sure. you're going up so it's always going to come back to that loving god and loving each other but depending upon where we are in our spiral in the path um that will that will have different elements that might be you know your your gps or it might be your moleskin yeah now that we're taking that metaphor to death Oh, no, we're we're I mean, we're going to go further with it here in just a second. We're going to take a break, though. Uh, when we come back, there are three questions we ask everyone who steps into the cultural hall. I will ask those of you. Plus, I've got another question uh, that I'm going to uh, to make you. Well, I'm going to give you the option to choose to walk through with me. We'll see how right. that goes. We'll come back and do that in the third block of the cultural hall. <laughs> 
Imagine running a small business today. It's challenging. Imaging and internet presence is an absolute must. Even with that, you're still a small star in a bright cyber universe. Now, imagine you have someone who understands how to get your site designed for your talents and then easily searched by potential clients. Imagine Lennon Design. Whether it's strictly a website or a whole package of logo creation, advertising media, and promotional materials, Lennon Design is your partner in business. They'll test the boundaries of their imagination to create something unique for you. When you need creative, affordable design, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit LennonDesign.com. Here in the third block of the cultural hall, you know, it is the holiday season. And uh, I would encourage you, you're thinking, what could I possibly get the cultural hall that they don't already have? Are we that hard to shop for a person? You can go and leave a review for the cultural hall wherever you get this episode. It doesn't cost you anything. Think of it as like a Black Friday deal that you could do literally whenever you wanted. Uh, it's it's something that helps us quite a bit. Uh, so maybe you have a particular episode or there's something that you just love about the cultural hall over and over. Uh, take a moment and leave us a review this holiday season, won't you please? All right, Carrie, uh, I, I, uh, I want you to do this and I'm going to insist that you do it. And since it's my show, I can do what I want. I want you to <laughs> I, I want you to close your eyes and we're walking this this example of the covenant path. And I appreciate it because Carrie is actually closing his eyes, those that are Patreon saints, he did it. If I'm walking the covenant path and on the side of the covenant path there is a warning sign, mm. what what is on the warning sign on the covenant path? That is a great question. Uh, so, I mean, warning signs are going to say, you know, you've got slippery rocks here and whatever else, you know, the avalanche that you, you start walking here. And I've had that where you start walking and they start to slide and you're going to go down the hill, right? That's not mm -hmm. a good thing. I, I like hiking a lot. Um, so I think it's going to be things warning, like uh, I'd say first one, loss of the spirit. Uh, second one, you're focusing on yourself a lot. Mm -hmm. Um and uh, third one, you're having a problem with what the prophets are teaching you. And with any of those, that's a sign you have you're starting to get slip off the path into some dangerous territory. Now, again, it's not the end of the world. We all, as you said, we cross the path. Let's cross it as often as possible. Mm -hmm. Built into the, the covenant. We're going to do that. God will take you back. And he just pleads again and again. Return to me. Return to me. Return to me. Right. But I think those are the three at least in my mind, the three things when, when you feel that the, the spirit is for whatever reason, you feel that withdrawal, you're, you're not feeling it. Now, actually I have to give a caveat to that um, because I know a lot of people that, that deal with depression sure. or extreme anxiety. And uh, everyone I've talked to says when they're dealing with those things, they really struggle feeling the spirit. And uh, moreover, a lot of times when you take medication to help you deal with those things, the medication kind of dumps you and you struggle feeling the spirit because of the medication. So you might even be coming out of it, but you're still struggling with it. And I'm not saying don't medicate, but I'm not getting involved in that conversation. I'll talk sure. to the professional about that, not me. Sure. But, um, but I think it does make it difficult uh, to feel the spirit then. And, uh, and we need to be careful that when I'm saying, like, if you feel the loss of the spirit, that's a sign. There are other circumstances that can can make that happen sure. right and i want to be really careful i can remember one time i i uh, it was at education week and i gave a talk on um the covenant path and on um 
prospering and, and protection and so on. And I, I was careful to say, this doesn't mean you'll prosper all the time or that everything will be perfect or you'll never struggle, sure. uh, that, that God will protect you from everything because it's mortal probation when fallen world, we're going to have this stuff happen. And I still had a guy come up to me and I'll never forget this, a, a, a great gentleman, probably just a little bit younger than me. So uh, maybe around your age, I don't know, but um, who he walked with me, I had, I had to go, but he walked with me from where I was doing the lecture to my car. And then we stayed at my car and talked for a while. And he was, he was weeping. Hmm. And he said, I feel like I've been trying to keep the covenant uh, and, and be on the covenant path, but I've been dealing with depression and uh, for a long time, and it makes him feel like I'm not prospering. And uh, and so does that mean I'm not keeping the covenant, which I don't think is what it meant at all. Yeah. Right. And so I want to say that with the loss of the spirit as well. Don't take it that way. Right. So if you have other reasons why you're struggling to fill the spirit, then deal with those other reasons. But if you're not experiencing that and you feel a loss of the spirit, then that's mm -hmm. A sign, and so I, I need to include that because I'm sensitive to my my loved ones that are struggling with that. Sure, um, and and I would uh, kind of piggyback onto the third one too, um, where you're talking about like the the words of prophets and things like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, we are urged to gain a testimony of those things that are taught to us, and 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 that's different from you know disparaging words of prophets, right. etc. Right there, it is one thing to go. The prophet has said this. How do I feel about this? Why would he say this? Why, you know, what does this mean? And 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 wrestling to gain a testimony of that, that is a thing. It is an entirely different thing to be, that person doesn't know what they're talking about. Are they truly yeah. led? Oh, they're just old. You know, all those kind of things. They're, that is a night and day difference. And I yeah. think the prophet encourages us, the first one, and and discourages the latter. Yeah, and and even so, we'll all have some instances of the latter, right? So this mm -hmm. is part of the uh, this metaphor we've been using that you kind of cross the path, right? We're all going to have times where we're because we are fallen. We're both divine beings and fallen beings. We are all going to have times where the prophet says something. Well, not only are we fallen beings, we're fallen beings who drink the Kool Aid of the world a lot, yeah. right? We're, I mean, we're just always having worldly ideas coming in on us all the time. I think that's part of why we want to get less of that and more of Christ and that kind of thing, but. Mm -hmm. And so as, as fallen beings who are saturated in the world, as much as we're trying not to be, we are, mm -hmm. um, there will, for every single one of us, be times where a prophet teaches something. You say, okay, wait, that's not how I think about this. Are you sure? That's why we want to recognize that sign. And if that causes us to go through this introspection, this internal struggle, right? Moving forward on the path will have to consist of a number of internal struggles where we say, okay, I have come to realize that that part of me, I have to jettison. Mm. I have to cut off. I have to get rid of it. I have to have it washed away. And then Christ can make something new of me, right? And he'll have to help me get rid of it. It's I, I'm not doing any of this without Christ. But we're all going to have to have those internal moments. So when you have any of those warning signs that we talked about, and every person will, if if you're not, then you are Christ, okay? So I assume yeah. that he's not, he may be an audit part of the audience, but uh, everyone else, yeah. Uh, you're going to have you're going to have those times where you feel those warning signs mm -hmm. and and that's not the time to push the panic button that's the time to to uh, same thing like if you are finding you're on this uh uh part of the path where it's steep and, and you've got loose stuff and it's starting to slide that's not the time to put the panic push the panic button that's the time to stop and slowly look around and figure out your best way back to the path right so when you feel that internal conflict 
that, okay, I'm, I'm struggling with thinking of myself a lot. Let's be clear. That's another one we all do, right? Mm-hmm. We, we think of ourselves a lot. Yeah. Um, and, and or we feel like, okay, I was choosing to watch this movie and I don't really feel a spirit so much right now. Um, or the prophet just said this and that, I don't know, I have this friend who that, that might affect this way. I don't know what I think about that. Um, that's the time to stop and go through this introspection and this, this internal struggle and work on aligning yourself with love of God and, and man and, uh, and the following God's will because you love him as is given to us by ancient and modern prophets and the Holy ghost and so on. Uh, and, and struggle to get back on the path that way. Don't be upset that you're having the struggle. If you're not having a struggle, that's when you should worry. Yeah. Cause we all should be having these struggles. If, if you have no struggles, it means you're not thinking about it. You yeah. went off the path and you didn't even notice, yeah. uh, have the struggle and work on getting back on the path and turn to Christ for help. Yeah. Uh, a book or booklet or pamphlet or whatever you want to call it is yeah. what has been written by uh Kara Mulestein. It's called Finding. Oh, now I wrote down this and you should see my terrible handwriting. I can't even read it. Finding <laughs> uh the there finding it there it is. Finding, finding promised, promised blessings. blessings on the covenant path. I would have got there. Yeah. I couldn't yeah. see the D in promised. So I was like, promise a blessing, and I was like. What is this? An Italian book? Finding <laughs> promised blessings in the covenant path on the covenant path. Uh, you can uh, pre-order it. I would assume now uh, people mm. can be able to get on the uh, the docket to get that. Comes out in January. A great way to kind of um, you know give give you that little extra oomph. Maybe put it in your backpack as you're as you're hiking the uh, the covenant path and have it be a resource yeah. from 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 others who have walked similarly on the path um i appreciate you always taking time to visit with us and uh, and that you're willing and allowing to go wherever my crazy brain takes the conversation but i i think what what we came up with here today is valuable carrie there are three questions and you know this that we ask everyone who steps into the cultural hall i will ask those of you now the first question is is uh do you have a calling sir and if so what is it i i, I do have a calling i'm currently serving as a bishop look at that so I, I, I've had lots of opportunity for growth this year as I'm trying to help others answer the same questions we're talking about. Like, uh, okay, how, how I know you want to be on the covenant path. How do we help you get there? And that kind of a thing. It's been a great experience. How long, so how long you just got in this year? No, uh, about two and a half years. So, okay. uh, so maybe you were a bishop. I, I came in during uh, the COVID summer. So okay. Okay. we weren't <laughs> actually even meeting when I was made bishop. So that's, that's why they did it. They didn't re- yeah. remember. They're like, Oh, Oh, that's Carrie Mule. Oh, geez. What have we done? Whoops. We, 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 we were thinking of someone else. Yeah. yeah. Who was that we were thinking of? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the second question, if you could pick a calling for yourself, either one that exists or make one up, what would you pick? Uh, I think I'd pick a, a calling we kind of made up for one of my counselors, which is uh, help the young single adults that are struggling. Yeah, it's, valuable. That's a, that's a good calling. Tough calling, but a good yep. calling. And future of the church, literally. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the last question we ask you to interpret it however you may, and it very well may be different from the last couple of times that you've answered it. But the question remains, what is your favorite part of your faith? Um, today, it's going to be that answer I gave you earlier, it's the hope and peace and rest it gives me when I need it. When when things are tough, I can find that hope and peace and rest uh, by studying the things of God. And then the spirit comes 
And it's what you need when you don't know what you need. Yeah. Well, Carrie, as always, we hope that this episode has nourished and strengthened your body. That if you're not healthy enough to listen to it this week, that you'll be healthy enough to listen to it next week. And then when the time comes, you'll be able to travel home in safety. In the meantime, Chris at Alpine Lakes Travel, Rick McGee, Debbie Wanless, and Chocolate Cake Bites Podcast. We'll be saving a seat for you on the back row of the Cultural Hall. Save me a seat. It's sure to be neat on the back row.